GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who likes to shoot up in his eye. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing. And he's not even shooting up with anything good. He's just like, you know what? I need some vitamins. I'm going to juice my eye today. I, I Oh, you didn't say my name. It's Overcraft Joe. Everybody uh, knows who you uh, are. Um, I had to say when that scene happened, I was like, I wonder how LPJ feels about this. Ooh, not good. I did not watch. I turned my I'm head. like I'm like, cause I didn't love it and I don't have the the needle kind of uh problem that you do. So I was yeah. like, he can't be liking this. So no. and you know whose idea that was? <laughs> that was Cole Hauser's idea to do that. What sick fuck does that? <laughs> like volunteers to do that. Well, I mean, I don't think he really stuck a needle in his eye. I don't know. I feel like maybe he did. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we are talking about Pitch Black uh, tonight, uh, today. I always say tonight because we record at night, but, you know, you could be, you're could you listening in the morning. I don't know when you're listening. Um, <laughs> Pitch Black, uh, it, it's released February 18th, 2000. Uh, and I'll go first. Uh, this was my first full viewing of the movie i think i had seen maybe a few bits and pieces of it on tv but i never sat down and watched the whole thing um actually surprisingly out of the three uh riddick movies i had only ever seen the last one um the last one or the middle one the last one i had only oh. ever seen riddick um so and i will say uh not to kind of get into what i feel about this movie but um something i never thought i'd say in my life uh, i got done watching this movie and i said Hmm. I wonder if the Chronicles of, Chronicles of Riddick is on any uh, streamer that I have to watch, and it was, and yeah. I immediately watched it. Um, um, but yeah, so no, this is my first time watching it. I, I I'm familiar with the character, but uh, I never sat down and watched it. And this was a me pick because I had always kind of wanted to see it, and I don't know why, but I it just popped in my brain. And I asked you if we could do it, and you said yeah. So, anyways, what about you? Um. So. You know, you have the the first Fast and Furious movie come out, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, this was after, I believe. This came out after, to my knowledge, right? Uh, I did it. I don't know. I'm looking right now. Okay. You're going to look? I'm looking right now, yeah. Uh... Oh no! This came out first. Fast and Furious was, was two thousand one. I was gonna say I thought I thought this came out first, but yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, but the first the first Fast and Furious movie came out, and you know, Vin Diesel wasn't in the second one, and I'm like, oh okay, well I guess you know maybe I'll go watch a different Vin Diesel movie. Uh, I just felt like it so i watched like boiler room i think i watched and then um <laughs> a boiler room which came out the same year as this movie it did yeah and then I, and i also watched this but i had heard a lot about this movie prior to that um working in the video store uh people would come in and they would talk about pitch black and i had seen some trailers for it and some previews for it and people were kind of saying oh yes yeah, it's kind of a a sleeper hit like it's a almost like a cult classic movie um, even early on. So I went and I rented it around like 2001 ish. And I really liked it when I saw it the first time. And then I was excited when they made a sequel to it. And then I saw the <laughs> sequel and was disappointed. But the point is, uh, yeah, I saw this in, in 2001 ish. And then a couple times after that, and I enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, Okay. So the budget of this movie is $23 million. Uh, it has a domestic gross of 39 and a worldwide of $53 million. So it makes money. I mean, it's not like a runaway, but like basically doubles 
Yeah, close to doubles what it costs. It had to make very it, so. little ad advertising, so it it probably didn't cost much to advertise. Like, they, they yeah, really and if you think about it, this was before the first Fast and Furious, so Vin Diesel's not a star, not oh. a household name. It doesn't have any household names in it. So, I think this was kind of a word of mouth like success. You know, like yep, people saw it and was like, "Hey, this is a good movie. You should go see it." Um, it has a fifty nine percent. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is 50% better than the 9%. Uh, I don't care what glitch tells me, 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 has. Uh, and then an audience score is 77%, which okay. kind of, yeah. yeah, which seems pretty aligned with what it should be. Yeah, I feel like that works. Okay, top grossing movies of the year 2000. Okay, we've actually very recently done the year 2000, but here we go. Number one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number two is Castaway, and number three is Mission Impossible 2. I always get thrown off by the Mission Impossible movies because it's Mission colon Impossible, and I always just think it anyways. That's a sorry. weird thing to get caught up on. It's just weird because it's like, why is the colon there? Why isn't it just Mission Impossible without the colon? Because it's Mission colon Impossible. Like no. the mission well, is labeled Impossible. Okay, we should. Which reminds you, we need to do another one of those movies soon. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, okay, so this movie, uh, Pitch Black, comes in sixty second in the domestic box office. Other movies we have covered on this podcast from the year two thousand are number four, Gladiator, uh, number eight, X Men, number nineteen, The Patriot, number twenty two, Gone in sixty seconds, and number ninety one. Uh, one of LPJ's favorites of all time in the podcast, Reindeer Games. <laughs> I do love Reindeer Games. You can't tell me Reindeer Games isn't fun. Uh, it's funny because whenever we talk to, uh, whenever I talk to uh, JB Jeff about this, he still like brings up that he referred to that uh, Reindeer Games as Con Land, <laughs> as opposed to Con Air. No, I got, uh, it. I got it, I got it. You got it. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's talk about who's in this movie. Vin Diesel, we already mentioned. Cole Hauser, we already mentioned. I think the only other people that I really know in this, Keith David, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Rod, Radha? Rod, Radha? Radha? How do you say it? Do you know? Rada Mitchell? Oh, Rada. Rada Mitchell. I didn't know how to say her first name. Whatever. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, Rada Mitchell. I miss... I've said this before. I miss the days when you just helped me out with pronunciations and didn't let me I struggle through. I couldn't figure through. out who you were talking about for a second there. There's not that many people in this movie. All right, Ray Mitchell. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, that, that's all I know. Anybody else that you want to mention? Uh, Claudia Black is in this. Claudia ba Black is... Uh, she's best known as, like, in the, in the TV show Farscape and in Stargate SG-1. Oh, uh, Jesus. She's been in other things, too. Uh, this is a deep cut. But uh, you know who, you know, Ali, the, the kid in it, one of the Muslims? Yeah. Is played by uh, Firas Durrani, who later went on to be a Power Ranger in, 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 in Power Rangers Mystic Force. There you go. The Power Rangers connection. I could probably do a whole month of episodes just about Power Rangers, and I'm pretty sure Chops would be on board for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's true. Too bad you don't uh, co-host this show with uh, Chops. There's still time. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you ready to do some net worth? Sure. Let's start with Keith David. He's got that sweet, sweet sixth season of Community Money. What do you think about Keith David? Keith David's got that sweet, sweet Rick and Morty money. Uh, I'm going to go. He's also got that sweet, sweet uh, The Thing money. Uh, I'm going to go $5 million. Ooh, right on the button, LVJ. $5 million for Keith David. Mm -hmm. Next up, Cole Hauser. He's got that sweet, sweet Too Fast, Too Furious money. What do you think about Cole Hauser? He's got that sweet, sweet Yellowstone money. Uh, I bet you he does better now than he normally would have prior to Yellowstone. I'm going to go, I'll go 10 million. So close. 8 million, okay. 8 million for, um, uh, Cole Hauser. Uh, next up the lady whose name I can't say, right. Uh, her last name is Mitchell. Uh, what do you think for her? I don't have any sweet, sweet money. Cause I don't know anything else she's in. 
I got nothing. I have no idea who this person is. I'll go two million. Four million. Four million. Stop lowballing her. I say her first name one more time. Rada. 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 I feel like I'm gonna have to say it a lot in the plot summary, so I want to get it right. Uh, and then finally, uh, Toretto himself, Vin Diesel. What do you think? He's got that sweet, sweet Iron Giant money. What do you think for Vin Diesel? He's got that sweet, sweet boiler room money. Come on, <laughs> right? Uh, he's got sweet, sweet Saving Private Ryan money. Uh, I'm gonna go two hundred million. Very, very close. LBJ, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars for Vin Diesel. Uh, what do you got about the director and writer of this? Uh, well, the writer, not a ton. Um, they wrote like some of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, The Fly 2. Uh, they write primarily horror stuff. Uh, the director, however, David Twoey, wrote several movies that you're quite familiar with. Uh, he wrote The Fugitive, (laughs) right? I don't care. He wrote Waterworld. Oh, really? Yeah. He wrote G.I. Jane. He wrote uh, Imposter. Um, he wrote, what else did he write here? Terminal Velocity, right? Remember that one? With no, I remember it was a movie. I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, you know, it's good. Charlie Sheen's in it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, he's more known for a writer. He wrote an early draft of Alien 3. Um, he's more known as a writer. Oh, he's also the director and writer of uh, the new Riddick movie, Riddick Furia. They're making another Riddick movie? They're making another Riddick movie, yes. Okay, okay. I could be into that. Uh, All right. You ready for some uh, taglines? Yes. Evil. Oh, sorry. Fight evil with evil. Um, Which is like... Is Vin Diesel that evil in this? They never really explained to us well, why he's dead. I, I will say this. A lot of the backstory they developed for him doesn't happen until way after this movie is out. So <laughs> I think at the time this movie came out, he was supposed to be initially evil, and that sort of changed. Gotcha. Uh, there's a new reason to be afraid of the dark. Okay. Uh, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in the dark. Okay. A lot of stuff about the dark. Are you afraid of the dark? You will be. Next one. It's getting dark. Wow, a lot of, lot of dark. Next one. There's only one rule. Stay in the light. In the dark. And then the, oh, sorry. And, the, and then the last one. A new species of terror. In the dark. I feel like you should <laughs> add that to the end of every tagline. In the dark. Um... Yeah, so those are the taglines. Uh, trying to see if I have anything that, uh, I, you know, originally that they were, this is definitely supposed to be just like a standalone movie. Um, but I think in the process of making the movie, they thought more about making it a franchise. So much so that, like, originally the movie was supposed to end with Vin Diesel's character dying. Yeah. Uh, and they changed that because they wanted to turn it into a franchise. Um, they did say, did you see that they said that, that uh, the David Toey, I was yep. saying, Toey, uh, that that he like basically he used ideas from like an unused script he wrote for like Alien Three, uh-huh. or <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the desert scenes were filmed in the same location as Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, uh, covered that, on yeah. covered on this very podcast. Um, those are just some of the things. Uh, anything specifically that you thought was interesting? Um, let's see. I mean, th- like I-, I feel like the movie. Based on everything I read, mm-hmm. the movie started in one direction when they when they began to make it, and then as they sort of saw Riddick, like Vin Diesel's character, like Riddick, sort of sort of steal the show, I guess, essentially, like the 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 whole thing sort of morphed more to be around him. Um, yeah, I and I can see that because, like, say whatever you want about. Fast and Furious movies and Vin Diesel in general, but he's charismatic, right? Like he is, um, which a side note to you, uh, Fast X is on Peacock. Now you definitely need to watch it. I do need to see it. I did not get a chance to see it in theater. It's on my list. But but when he's, uh, he, 
he's good in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's really good in the movies that he's in. And we've covered, you know, some Fast and Furious who covered Triple X. Like, sure. And he does, you know, like, and, and I do find it interesting because, uh, you know, watching this movie, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Vin Diesel. Of course, like, but at the time, like, he, you know, he wasn't, you know, before the first Fast and Furious, you know, like he, I think this is the one that came out the same day as like Boiler Room or the same year right. or whatever. The same like, year, yeah. So it's like he wasn't a known name. So it's it's kind of crazy that like they ended up there like, oh, yeah, he's the focal point of this movie, you know? Yeah, it just, it, it, you know, obviously this was filmed before really any of those other films were released or made. Like he, had, the only big thing he had been in was um, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. And he was the voice of the Iron Giant. And that was really mm-hmm. it. Uh, but he was great in he was great in in Saving Private Ryan. Like he didn't have a very big part, but the part that he had was really good. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, yes, the, the Fast and Furious movies get, get flack for being completely ridiculous and and totally implausible, but it's not because Vin Diesel's a bad actor. You right. know what I mean? Like I, I think he's he's good. Look, I'm not. He's not. <laughs> you know. He's not uh, 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 what's what the hell's his name? I can't think of his name now. Daniel Day Lewis. He's no Daniel Day Lewis, but but he's still good. You know what I mean? Like he's, guess, he's super guess, charismatic. Guess who I'm thinking of? All I gave you was a clue that he it was a he. That's it. Look, I got there. We we got there. Okay. Okay. We got there. But yeah, you're right. He he's charismatic, and he he definitely like when he's on screen, you're like I'm paying attention. Like he. Yeah, um, I, I love that. Did you read that quote from David Twoey? He said, "Like we had three people who thought they were the lead actor on this movie." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that that makes sense. I mean, yeah, there really is like three main characters, but uh, I mean, there really is only one, though. Yeah, there kind of really is only one. Like it, it's very apparent. Like he's the main here. He's the main character. <laughs> Um, okay, should we get into the plot? Yes. Yes. You sure? Yeah, I was thinking about some something else, maybe. Uh, no, it's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the plot. Okay, so we start off with a big spaceship. Uh, my note says it kind of looks like a dong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're showing all these people in cryosleep. We get a Riddick voiceover because apparently he's awake in cryosleep, I guess. I don't know. Um, so a, a bunch of debris hits the ship and, and kind of like, I was confused. How did it break through the hall and not cause like, you know, like it's like if there's like a hole in an airplane, there's like a big vacuum in it, but like, do you do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, how did these how did these meteors or whatever crash to the ship? But they killed the captain and, and some other people. But the ship was fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not like explosive decompression isn't really a thing. It's a movie thing. Okay. Um, if something pierces the hull of a ship in space in outer space, it doesn't immediately blow up. It just starts to leak whatever atmosphere is in it. Um, okay. Now. If there's a lot of holes in it, it's going to leak out like a sieve, right? And then you're going to have maybe larger pieces that are not tied down, potentially fly around a bit and break through the hull. But in general, you know, yeah, you could get a bunch of little little pieces of space debris. Because cause the, the movies do a bad job of, um, movies do a bad job of, 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 Sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it, I guess, it, I guess, exemplifying how fast things are really moving in space. Mm-hmm. Like when when something's in orbit in space, it's moving at thousands of miles an hour. Like it's moving fast. Yeah. So things in space that have no friction to them are going to be moving super super quickly. So when they hit other things, there's going to be a huge reaction. It's going to pierce the hull. Um. So yeah, so it just basically shredded it like Swiss cheese. Okay, so uh, the ship crash lands on a planet. Uh, we should mention that um, R- 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 Rada? Rada. Rada. Just call her Mitchell. Guess, 
Mitchell. Rita Mitchell, uh, during the crash, she wants to, like, basically jettison all the... Because I guess, like, this is... Uh, the ship is ferrying, like, 40 people in, like, cryosleep to, like, different parts of the galaxy, I guess. Like, they don't really give a huge explanation it's of a, that, I feel like. It's a commercial transporter. So they're... It's essentially like a, like a combination... Uh, uh, a combination airline plus cargo ship. So okay. they're they're transporting passengers, like they know it's like a passenger plane, but then they're also transporting all kinds of cargo to different places as well. So at first she starts jettisoning the cargo containers because it's yeah. kind of built like a train where it's modular and they have mm-hmm. different cars on it. So she jettisons the first ones. Uh, the plane, the 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 craft is still too heavy to get the nose up. So she was going to jettison all of the passengers also just so she could save herself and like the other pilot. Yeah. But that the other pilot stops her, but then he ends up dying in the crash anyways. So, um, okay. So it crash lands on the planet. Uh, Vin Diesel Riddick, he gets loose in the crash. Uh, him and Cole Hauser have a fight. Uh, and he gets, uh, recaptured. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, we should specify like Vin Diesel's crate says, you know, under no circumstances should you open this like until you reach right. final destination. Right. Um, right. So they, they kind of, you know, there's something going on with this person. Right. We don't get a, yeah, we don't get an exact explanation right away, but we do have like a sense that he's dangerous. Right. So the ship crash lands, uh, out of the 40 people, I think there's like nine that are still alive. Uh, there's the, the kid, Jack, and uh, I, I like that he tells uh, the captain, uh, Rada Mitchell, he says, hey, thanks for saving our dicks. <laughs> right. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, so Vin Diesel is a criminal who uh, Riddick and he had just escaped from prison. Uh, I like that he. OK, so he's caught. He escapes and he gets caught again and then he escapes again. Right. He's just him perpetually uh, escaping when he he pops his shoulders out of socket. He like twists them around, and yeah. I'm like, which I, I guess is a thing that Vin Diesel can do. He just can't do it with the cuffs on because he has to widen his arms a bit. But it's something he could do, and then they digitally added or they did something to add the cuffs after the fact. Oh, isn't that what uh, Mel Gibson does in the Lethal Weapon movies? To get Sorta. out of the he throws his, he throws his shoulder out of socket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then there's a dude, and I, I was confused. I, I learned later I, that he's like a uh, antique stealer, but I thought maybe right. he was like an archaeologist, right? Because right, he right. has, because he's like, oh, I have all the, he's like, he like sarcophagus, and like it's really weird in this movie because it's like obviously it's in space and on other planets, but like everyone's always talking about stuff that's like on Earth. That guy's like, oh, I never got to make it to like India or something like that, and it's like. Wait, what? Like, I don't know. I doesn't. I don't feel like it does a very good job of like establishing like yeah. anything as far as like where are they? What, you know, what year is it? What you know, oh, like no, it they doesn't... establish what year it is. Oh, they do. Yeah, it is twenty six something or other twenty six sixty five. I think. Yeah, because she mentions it when she pulls out the core samples. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I forgot that. Yeah, it's like um, it's like twenty six sixty five or something, and the core samples are like from 2652 or something like that. Okay. Well, anyways, I thought the guy was an archaeologist. He was an antique stealer. Right. Um, uh, so what they find out is that this planet that they're on has three suns. So take that, Tatooine. You got two. We got three. That's so what I. That's how they wrote it. That's how I heard. He's like, I just really want to stick it to George Lucas, so I'm going to have three suns, and he can go fuck himself. So it's really bright. It's like a desert. Um, so they all go off looking, they're trying to find water, but they're also trying to find yeah. Vin Diesel. Well, you, you, so the plane crashed and the only thing left are these modules. So they're the first, they start hunting through the modules to try and find things. They don't really find a whole lot. Um, and so then they find this like settlement. Yeah, they find, well, yes. When they're going through, when they're going out to find like the water, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, you know what? Her character's name is Fry. I'm just going to call, call her Fry. Fry. Yeah. Um, so, so, but also when they're on their way there, they find those all the, like the giant, like graveyard of all the bones, like mm-hmm. big giant bones and stuff like that. Um, when they're wandering around the, uh, the abandoned settlement, uh, it's kind of creepy when, uh, Vin Diesel cuts off Fry's part of her hair and like smells it. He's like really close to her and like smells her hair and then like cuts out part of it. And then it's like, 
Like, yeah, actually, that was an interesting thing. Um, I was reading in the notes that Vin Diesel didn't like that scene, and neither did David Twoey. And it wasn't supposed to be in the final cut, but he wasn't the editor and didn't have final cut on it, so they put it in anyway. Well, I can I can see why they wouldn't want it in there because it's weird. Yeah. Um. Uh. The, so, anyways, they find that settlement that's empty. I like back at the ship crash. <laughs> When that other survivor shows up uh-huh. and that dude just wastes him because he thought it was Riddick, I guess. It's just like this, it was just some dude. He's like, Oh, I was alive. I was on the ship. And the guy's like, <laughs> Just shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Just wastes him. Um, uh, and I and I like when they're walking around the settlement, how Vin Diesel's just like everywhere, just like kind of creeping around. And then he's like back at the ship crash and he's like creeping around there. He's just kind of like in the shadows the whole time. And at one point, he's um, under the umbrella. Yeah, I like when he's sitting under the umbrella, yeah. Uh, so then Zeke, Zeke was the guy that uh, murdered the the guy. He yep. finds, like, an entrance to an underground cave, but, like, something grabs him and pulls him in and, like, kills him, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Diesel gets captured again. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he kind of wanted to get captured this time, though. Like, maybe, I guess. They think he's the one uh, that killed Zeke. Um, he also has a conversation where he talks about what blood tastes like, which was weird. Um, and then he has, uh, like, so then the reveal, cause the whole thing, I like, he's wearing these goggles, like the yeah. whole thing. And they kind of just look like, like the goggles we wore when we were on the swim team. <laughs> like, yeah, they just look like goggles, but maybe a little rounder essentially. And with, with a leather strap holding them on instead of, you know, like a plastic rubber one. Right. So, and then he reveals he has these eyes that allow him to see in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the story he tells that I think they retroactively change later on in the series yeah, is that he was in like a prison that was entirely in the dark. So he paid like a doctor in this prison to give him eyes that would allow him to see in the dark. Right. Um, and then, so then they go to investigate the whole, I like the, uh, I don't like it, but I thought it was funny. The obvious like cleavage game. That they yeah. When Fry, when she's looking in the hole and it's like, I, mean, right, I, didn't, okay. I didn't mind it. No, I didn't mind it either. Uh, so she goes into the hole. Uh, she finds Zeke's foot um, and then sees a bunch of creatures down there. I like, I like when she's exploring that cave and you can see like the creatures and they're like on the wall and right. stuff like that, but she doesn't see them. It, it has um, a very aliens vibe to it. Yes. Like, I feel like that's part of the thing. One of the things they took from the alien script. So like when she's trying to get out though, when the creatures see her and it's like, I don't understand like, cause they clip like a wire to her. Right. Right. So they can pull her out if they need to. Right. But then she's trying to get out, like climb up this hole and get out. But it's like, I don't understand why she just doesn't unclip that wire yeah, from her belt. That's all she had to do. Her. I don't know why she didn't do it either. <laughs> it seems like she she does, and then they eventually like she gets free and they get they cut it. But I'm like, why didn't why didn't you just unclip it? I saw them clip it to your pants. Right. You could have just unclipped it or, um, or take your pants off. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong movie. Keep going. Okay, okay calm down. Uh, so uh, Cole Hauser ends up letting Vin Diesel loose to help them. He's like, hey, help us. Uh, because at the settlement, they found. Did they find? No, I, I can't. Did they find the ship the first time they were there? No, they didn't find the ship until after. Uh, what they found was first they found that room that had the what was it in it? Well, they the 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 planet thing. Yeah, they found that. But they, I, so so. But anyways, th- th- that's neither here nor there. So Claudia, he lets him. Claudia Black finds the um, finds the plane, like as they're exploring. Right, and he's basically like he Cole Hauser lets Vin Diesel loose, and he's like, "Hey, help us uh, get off the planet, and we'll let you. I'll let you go once we get off the planet." Right. Right. Uh, and I also I don't know why, but I laughed and laughed and laughed that his name is Richard B. Riddick. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I was like dying because even before he said it in the movie, like I, I rented it on uh Amazon and like it was, you know, like uh what do they call it? Um where they give all the information. I it has a oh, name, but anyway. X-ray. So like when you pause it and it lists all the yeah. people and like I paused it like right at the beginning and I was like, Richard B. <laughs> yeah, it's st- stupid. It's so stupid. Um, 
so they all traveled they travel to the settlement and they're trying to get the 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 ship working uh they find a way to get water um uh keith david is kind of like uh, how would you describe his character he's a muslim and like he's a muslim and he has like two or three is it two or three kids at the uh two i believe two of them so one of them gets killed in the uh the coring room yep uh of the settlement uh and they also find out that um because they're like, well, it's weird that there's no one here. And they figure out that, like, yeah, there's three suns, but every 22 years, there's an eclipse where it, like, lines up where it's totally dark on the planet. Right. Uh, and, and they're, like, basically hours away from this eclipse happening. Um, so uh, I, what is the – there's that weird scene where uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel's shaving his head with a knife. What, what's that goop he's using? Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked like, I don't know if you've ever changed oil in a car before or not. Uh, I have not. But if you go too long, oil gets really, really thick. It looked yeah. like that, like dirty, old motor oil. Yeah, well, I don't know. Apparently it smelled bad. I don't know. It was weird. Um, so uh, so then, like, it comes out that Cole Hauser, he, this whole time he's been acting like he's, like, a police officer. But I guess he's like a mercenary or like a, he's like a, bounty, know, like hunter. a bounty hunter he's and dog. not a cop. He's, dog, he's space dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> and that's when we find out he's like hiding like morphine or drugs and like shotgun shells. And that's when he injects it into his eyeball. Um, yeah, he's a morphine uh, addict too, apparently. Yeah, and he shoots it into his eyeball. Um, so then like uh, the eclipse starts and they're trying They basically they had to get enough power cells from their crash ship to the other ship to be able to power it, to get off the planet. Right. Um, so that, so they go to, they go to the crash ship to move the power cells. They found like a dune buggy or something. Um, but it runs on, it's solar powered. Right. So when the eclipse happens, they can't get it to they go get about halfway. Right. Um, so then like, um, I guess like the, these like tiny, are they like, bat-like creatures or they're like yeah the they're, like the, they're like the juvenile form of the of the things whatever you want to call them right so a big a oh they they have a name they did what do they call them uh i guess the name came after the fact but i don't know it doesn't matter they, yes <laughs> That sounds about right. So they all show up and they they pick up and they rip in half one of the ladies. So she's dead. Uh, and then all the the big creatures start swarming up from underground because like I don't know if at this point they figure out or not. But like the whole thing about these creatures is that like they're sensitive to light, right? Like they right. they they the light kills them. So like they're underground all this time, but then the eclipse happens and they all come out. Um, so they hide out. Um, <laughs> they hide out in, in part of the crash ship and like I like that one of the aliens is in there and like Riddick's hiding from it and he tells that kid, the kid one of the Muslim kids he's like hey don't run and then the kid does run yeah. and he gets killed Um, and, and they, they, they kill one of the creatures and that's that's I'm sorry that's when they figure out that the light hurts it right Um, so they have like a big argument about like what their plan should be should they try and wait it out should they try and you know but they don't they don't know how long the eclipse is going to last for. Uh, so they ultimately decide that they're like, all right, we're going to get the power cells. We're going to try and take them back on foot to the ship. Um, so they gather up like all the lights that they can find. Yeah. And um, they're like these weird, like glowing light strips, like like light vines. Yeah. They're really conveniently all over the ship that they have on them. And they have like a torch and a couple flashlights. Right. They make like, they make kind of like uh, almost like a Molotov cocktail without you throwing it, like with the um, oh, with yeah. all the they, liquor. Yeah. With, they, you can, with, yeah, they put a wick in it, and basically you can burn it and make like a lamp as long as it's high, high enough proof. Because um, the uh, the the collector guy had a bunch of bottles of booze, so. Right. Um, and I and I like that shot where they're uh, they're like walking through the desert with all the light, and you can see like on the sides yeah. of them are like oh, just like tons and tons of the creatures, but they're being held back uh, by the light. That that was really cool. Um, so then, like, uh, 
I should mention that the collector guy, his name is Paris, and he kind of like messes everything up because he like freaks out and he like runs off and like unplugs like the big light they have, uh, and then he ends up getting killed anyways by the bugs. Are they bugs? I don't know. I don't know. They're like a, I guess they're like a like a almost like a bat lizard bug. Because it's, it's like they only have two legs, right? Right. Yeah. But they have and wings. They, have, they can fly. And they have wings. And they see through like sonar, like echo technology, yeah. like they're dolphins or but something. But they have like a hammerhead head. Yes. It's weird. it's really they're, weird. They're, they're weird. a weird design. Yeah. Um. Oh, and that then they find out that uh, Jack, the the kid, is actually a lady. Um, yeah. Uh, and they, they they argue some more. Uh, Cole Hauser talks to Vin Diesel, and he basically is like, "Hey, let's." turn on the group will like kill them so the creatures will like eat them and then we can get to the ship and get out of here um because cole hauser's like he's actually a, the, oh he's, he's a actually bag. yeah he's a dirtbag in this movie uh so him and vin diesel have a fight which i thought was kind of not a great fight like no. the fight that they have um but he doesn't kill cole hauser he just leaves them to be killed by the creatures which i thought was kind of cool yeah um uh, I like I like uh, when he's talking to Keith David about like Keith David's talking about God and stuff, uh, and Vin Diesel's kind of like, oh yeah, I believe in God, but I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Vin, D- Vin Diesel grabs all the cells himself and he starts running to the ship. Uh, uh, I like how they. One of the things they show is that the creatures kind of like attack each other too. Like there's there's a part where they're all like swarming yes, and, I have and attacking. Questions about that. There's okay. I got a lot of questions about how these things are surviving, like on this planet, in general. Well, you would think that they had they had to be killing themselves and like like eating each other to survive. But there's so many. Like, I don't understand how. I, I, it can't. They can't sustain themselves that way. Well, that's true. They do make you to believe that there's nothing else on the planet, as if like last time there was an eclipse, they killed everything. Right. So that is a good point as to how so many of them would survive for like 22 years just feeding on each other. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's my biggest issue with this. Those creatures is just their whole survival cycle makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, so Riddick kills one of the creatures. It starts to rain, of course, which is inconvenient for all like the open flames they have. Right. Um, then another one of the Keith David's like kids gets killed. And I'm like, I don't even know what your name is, but he gets killed. <laughs> um, so they, they go and hide in a cave. And then I was confused. Cause I was like, wait, did Vin Diesel leave them in that cave? That's or was what... he putting, putting yeah. them, put them in there to protect them. And that's kind of the, the thing. Like you still at this point don't really know if Vin Diesel is a good guy or a bad guy. Like right. you don't, re- he, he, they do a very good job of kind of masking his intentions the entire movie. Um, right. And so, and even they kind of have a look at each other like, I don't know what just happened. Right. Like, but it turns out he was like abandoning him. Yeah. Uh, Cause he goes, he like their last light burns out and he goes to the settlement uh, with the energy cells, right. and then I like how they conveniently find in that cave a bunch of like slugs that like glow in the yeah. dark. Which you know, I guess that would make sense that there would be something like that there. But the fact that they're conveniently there is something else altogether. Yeah. So so Vin Diesel does get back to the ship, and he like powers it up, and he definitely is like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave these guys behind." Oh yeah. Uh, but then uh, Fry, uh, she shows up with the the bottle full of the slugs, uh, and her and Vin Diesel kind of have a fight, and he's kind of like, "Hey, why don't we just leave and like go? Like we don't we don't have to go back for him." But she convinces him to go back and get uh, Keith David and the girl. Um, and, and so they're trying to get back to the ship and I like the spot. I like the part where Vin Diesel's like the creatures right there and he's like standing in its blind yeah. spot. Cause he so figures out, he figures out that they have a blind spot somehow. Yeah. So he's like, it's like the hammerhead and he's like standing right in the middle of it, like moving with it. So I can't see him and it's showing kind of, it shows like I, I, I can akin to like daredevil's radar yes. site. So they're showing like shots of that. Um, also, th- this is unrelated to this exact moment, but it, it always seemed to me when they showed Vin Diesel's glow in the dark eyes that it was like, it didn't seem like he could see that clearly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seemed they a little sh- milky. Yeah. Like, it was like, uh, okay. Like, it didn't seem great. Um, 
So, uh, but then, oh. So, uh, Rod, Rodja, Rod, Radha, Rod, Rod, Fry, Fry, <laughs> Fry, <laughs> Fry, like goes back to help Vin Diesel. Um, and then I was kind of confused because, like, it seemed to me like I literally thought I was like, "Oh, did he like kill her? Did he like stab her?" Um, yeah, I couldn't quite tell what was going on at first either, and I've seen the movie a couple times. Uh, it was really confusing. I definitely thought that. At first, I thought that he killed her, but I guess it was one of those one of the things like kill one of the f- creatures killed her, right? Right. And he was legitimately sad about it because he liked her. Um, but then he makes it back to the ship, and uh, him and Keith David and the girl, formerly known as Jack, make it out of the planet. But I like the little bit where like <laughs> he's getting ready to take off, and all the creatures show up, and then he like powers down everything so they all get around it and then he powers back up and just like fries a bunch of them with like the flames and stuff like that like right. just to kind of really stick it to them but but yeah so they uh they make it on planet and uh that's it and i was surprised um uh uh watching the chronicles of riddick how much that it picks up on like the threads of this as in like Keith David's in it and like right. the the jack or the girl has grown up you know 5 years later is mm-hmm. in it and stuff like that it was and I guess I was curious. I, I've never seen it, but I guess there's a like animated short that takes place between the two. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen it, no. But apparently that one is the highest rated of them. <laughs> oh, it's called like Dart something. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, um, apparently that one's uh, better than all the rest. Um, there's a yeah, game, so, too, that's really good. Yeah, I think there's a couple of games, yeah. actually. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, but it is weird. Like, I did... It did make me immediately want to watch the Chronicles of Chronicles of Riddick, uh, and, and I would like to potentially <laughs> cover the Chronicles Chronicles of Riddick someday on this podcast because it's just like it is insane. Where it's like this movie does no like world building or really anything. It's kind right. of like the simple thing, and then like they dump so much on you in the Chronicles of Riddick. It's insane how yeah. much it's like. It's like <laughs> yeah, the way I describe it is, so you've seen the Harry Potter movies, right? Or you've seen like the Star Wars movies. Yes, I've seen those. You have seen them, right. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the lore and world building they do in the nine Star Wars movies is like that amount of stuff is mashed <laughs> into one movie. Yeah, it's, so like, it's it, wild. It's a crazy amount. Like, there's a backstory. Riddick's actually from, like, an extinct warrior race that used to rule the world, rule the galaxy, and there's all kinds of stuff. Right, and I and I think they even hint in that movie that, like, that's why he has glow-in-the-dark eyes, because he's one of those Furians, or whatever they call yes. them, and they have glow-in-the-dark eyes. So, But, yeah, it, it, it is wild. And then, like the third one is kind of more scaled back like the first one. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So, and like I said, I, I, and I, um, I've seen the third one, but I'd never, I hadn't seen it with the context of these other ones. So I started watching, watching it again. I have to finish it, but it's, it's really kind of interesting how it picks up like on the threads of like where uh, the Chronicles of Riddick leads off and how this one picks up. But like, it does a good job connecting the two. So yeah, I've never seen that one. And I've only seen the Chronicles of Riddick once. So I think I need to go back and watch it just to kind of see. Yeah, you should definitely watch Riddick too. It's on Prime right now. I would I would okay. check it out. So um, anything else? Do you have any like role reversals or anything like that? No, no role, role reversals for this. Um, I get the feeling that like a lot of Vin Diesel movies, he had a lot of input as the direction, the way his character was going to be taken in this. Which is weird because he wasn't the household name. So you wouldn't think that he right. would have that much sway. Like I get it now, but you wouldn't think back then that he would have so much input, you know? You're right. You're right. But, but I think for whatever reason, him and the director get along really well. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe they were just on the same page yeah, and that's sort of where it be. started, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I mean, he, he liked making this movie. He likes the character enough to where he keeps wanting to go back and play it again. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Like I said, I mean that's I, I'm not. I mean I didn't know, but I'm not surprised that they're working on a fourth one. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was announced February of this year, and no. Vin will be in it, and uh, David Twoey is writing and directing it. 
Ooh, I wonder if we're going to get a Carl Urban reappearance. Maybe. I don't remember what happens to him in the Chronicles of Riddick, so uh, I don't know if he's still alive or not in the movie. Oh, spoiler alert. He's still alive. All right. Great. You know what? Carl Urban, he, I like Carl Urban. He's in the beginning of Riddick, so there you go. Well, there you go. Um, I don't know. Should we just rate it? I don't know how long this episode's been. It doesn't matter. Want to rate it? Yeah, we'll just, we'll just rate it. What the hell? Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Okay, go first. Why don't you do that? Why don't you go first? Do me a favor. Go first. I re- I really like this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I-, I thought it was really fun, and I thought the concept was cool. Um, I, I think Vin Diesel was really good in it. Um, and yeah, like some of it's dumb, and I I didn't really particularly love the creature design in it, but like the idea of like the whole thing about like the know like the planet with the eclipse and all that stuff like it was really cool and it was it had a real kind of creepy feel to it and stuff especially once the eclipse happens um and i had a lot of fun watching it and like i said it it made me want to watch the chronicles of riddick which is something that i didn't think i would ever want to do but i was so curious about the character and where it went after this that i was like literally immediately like started watching it the day that i finished uh pitch black so i mean that says something um and yeah I, I i had a lot of fun with it and i would watch it again um I, I think i'm gonna go maybe a little high but i'm gonna say three and a half machine guns for pitch black okay yeah i've always championed this movie like i enjoyed this movie the first time i watched it and the subsequent times i've watched it i've enjoyed it um and you're right there's just something kind of charismatic and magnetic about vin diesel specifically in this because he doesn't really say a whole lot in it um but the character just really stands out amongst all the other ones like i get i get how why they would rewrite this movie halfway through and 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 yeah and and basically make it into a franchise about riddick yeah um like it, it makes sense to do that like if you didn't do that i don't understand why you wouldn't do that you know what i mean right no no i get it 100 percent. and um yeah, I just I really like this movie too. I, I I it never disappoints me when I watch it, even though I know what's going to happen. I know you know what it's all about, but it's just a good movie. It's just one of those really good kind of cult classic, underrated, solid movies that feels like it feels like an like a like an opening to a larger story. You well, and I, mean? I think and I think that's and I know you still got to give your score, but yeah. I think that's the interesting. Thing. I feel like that this was billed originally as like oh this is like a horror movie but i it, to me it's more like a sci-fi you know like i guess that's yes. the debate is like is alien or aliens is that a horror movie or an action movie or whatever but it's more just like a sci-fi kind of thing to me it's not like a horror movie per se yeah no i agree it's like a, like a i would say it's like a sci-fi horror it's basically you know it feels like an aliens movie yeah uh, it has true. that kind yeah. of vibe um which makes sense considering it's written on the backbone of an old alien 3 script <laughs> yeah um but yeah, no, no, I, I like this movie a lot. I like the fact that it's kind of the opening to a larger world. Like it, it feels like it, it feels like it should continue. Like it, it's mm-hmm. a movie that really feels like it needed more. And I'm glad it got more. Although Chronicles of Riddick is debatable and I haven't seen Riddick, but I hear it's good. Um, anyway, my rating on this, I'm right with you. Three and a half machine guns. Uh, I definitely think people should watch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just really, it's a good movie. It's just a solid, good movie. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of bummed that it took me so long to actually sit down and watch it, but I'm, I'm glad that I did. And I guess I have myself to thank since it was my suggestion. Good suggestion. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in case you're curious, the video game for it is like, it's a critically acclaimed video game. Like it's a really, really good game. They had a, uh, they re-released it too as a, uh, like a, like a, a remake of it essentially. Like they upscaled it. Um, and it's good. It's they're they're solid, solid games. Oh, cool, 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 cool. If you ever happen to buy a, a PlayStation Three, uh, or if you get a <laughs> Steam account, you could probably play it on Steam. You should do that. Okay. All right. I'll remember that. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. You're a big cool. gamer, I know. I'm a huge gamer. Huge yeah. gamer. Uh, huge. Yeah. I got nothing else for this movie. There's no role reversals. There's no really anything else. No, I got nothing either. Just check it out if you haven't seen it. That's what I'd say. Yep. Deal. Anything you want to plug? Uh, I mean, Tubi. Sure. 
Uh, Pluto TV, of course. Yep. Um, uh, this podcast. Yep. That'll work. Yep. This <laughs> we're, podcast. We're, we're approaching 250 episodes. You know, if this is your first episode, go back, check some of them out. Start mm-hmm. with Blade. Yeah, that was Blade's the first one. one that that was the first one that I was a regular host on. So mm-hmm. I'd say like anything from that there on yeah. is going to be a good Although listen. I will say this, Rumble in the Bronx was a good episode. That was my first ever episode. That was a good uh, one. As, as a guest. Um, but my permanent guesting duty started on Blade. Uh, and then uh, LPJ like shackled me to this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I, th- that's it. <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to say go to uh, Discord. Join us on Discord. Uh, you can just search GameZilla Media or just search Legend of Re- or Legend Retro. Search uh, Last Action Podcast. Sorry. Oh, search Last second. Action Podcast. And uh, you can find our Discord link and join us on Discord. That's where you're going to get most of the, all. I would say, the majority of the information that we put out is on Discord. When there's, you know, a hiccup with the show, when there's an announcement, when we talk about um, potential movies we're going to do, when we drop dumb memes or somebody makes fun of somebody for something, uh, it's all on Discord and it's all in good fun. Yeah. When you can you can talk about how LPJ loves E.T. and no, mannequins. Nope, no thank you. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not open you up can, that can of worms. You can try and pressure uh, LPJ into letting us cover uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Mm, no, that is also not going to happen. <laughs> Not oh, a thing. That's not a thing, guys. It's not. You are like the you are like the Ebenezer Scrooge of this podcast. You know what? Somebody has to be. Yeah, I hope you're visited by three ghosts tonight, mm-hmm. and none of them like ET. <laughs> uh, so Discord, yeah, join us on Discord, and uh, and we'll chat. It'll be great. Anything else? You sure. No, I'm you good. look like I'm you look like you want to say something. I'm golden. I'm looking like I'm ready to go to sleep. Fair enough. All right. Well, in that case, this case, this episode, <laughs> this case, this case, <laughs> we is closed the closed. case. We solved the case of pitch black. We did, guys. Congratulations. He's going to jail. <laughs> it's late. It's so late. Uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. It was worse than last time. <laughs>